I think we should just calm down. I don't think this is the Dabo moment in 17 where looking back, it was the mountaintop. I still think Georgia has a ton of upside. And while I'm bummed we're not in the playoff, I am really excited about what is next. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 375 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and on this post-game episode of the 2023 SEC Championship game, my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, who were both at the game, share their thoughts on what went wrong for Georgia uh, getting left out of the college football playoff and um, what their thoughts are on how this program looks going forward. Now, as for me, I'm not on this podcast episode, but I did want to share a few thoughts on the 29-game win streak, mainly, because who would have thunk it? I mean, I grew up, and I still am, but I mean, I grew up a Georgia-slash-Atlanta sports fan, and even for a time there, I was apologizing to my young sons back in the early 2010s, almost apologizing, like, hey guys, sorry, this is the life that you're going to lead. Sorry that you were born into a household of forever coming close, but not quite enough. But the Braves and the Dogs, they did that. They, they did get to the mountaintop. They won it. Uh, we got three championships in the past few years, and I can't be anything but grateful and thankful for that. And it broke me from being one of those doom and gloom Georgia and Atlanta sports fans. I'm a much happier sports fan. I'm a much happier person uh, because of this trivial little thing that we follow, which is college football. But it impacted my life remarkably, and I am thankful for the 29-game win streak, I'm thankful for all the legends that came through Georgia, and I am hopeful for the future because, like Kirby said, after that 2018 gut-wrenching loss to Alabama at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, ironically, he said, we ain't going anywhere. And I believe Georgia's going to be continually in the talk of the national championship race, and it's going to make this podcast a hell of a lot of fun going forward. So, Having said all that, I'd like to uh, thank Tony and Will for doing this episode, and here's Will to get it all started. Hello, and welcome to Waiting Since Last Saturday, episode zero, episode ground zero. 375. 375, episode zero. Um, we, uh, Tony, I'm Will here as always with Tony Waller, post-game, everyone with the, with the sad face. We said... Been saying for a while now, eventually Georgia was going to lose. Uh, you just hoped that when they did, it wouldn't, uh, you know, theoretically cost them a shot at defending their national championship. But it did. They lost by three in Alabama. Uh, in Alabama. I was going to say it was in Alabama. It was in Atlanta, though I will say uh, crowd wise, uh, there were more Alabama fans than there were Georgia fans. I can, I can vouch for that having been there. Not dramatically so, but there were more. <laughs> I don't think that, that there were. And, um, uh, but we can get into all that. Um, we were texting throughout the game, some moments of despair, some moments of frustration, some moments of hope. Uh, before we get into the details of the game, how do you feel, uh, Tony, now that uh, that not, not only the streak is over, national championship defense is over, but uh, Georgia is uh, is not going to the playoff? I mean, I feel fine. I mean, I'm bummed, of course. You're going to feel that way after having not lost for two years. Um I will also say that I'm glad we lost to a legit team, not some jabroni. I mean, I, look, I don't see this as any referenda on Georgia, referenda on Kirby, Kirby, referenda on anything about the program, the direction the program's heading or anything else. This was, 
a coin toss football game where the team that made one or two fewer mistakes won. Nothing more, nothing less. And, and, and honestly, against a team that looks poised to potentially win the national championship. Uh, um, I, you know, I, we'll, we'll worry about that later in December, but I will say that if you are, I mean, you posited that Georgia's going to go back to this phantom limb, existential dread thing. I don't feel that. I don't, I'm not sure why anyone would feel that, especially after this game. Does it suck that we lost? Put it this way. If we had lost to South Carolina at home next September, it would feel totally different than losing in the SEC championship game by three points to Alabama the, and this Alabama, right? So I'm, I am, well, I'm disappointed and I'm not happy. I'm also not like, oh my God, I can't believe where we are as a program. Just not there. Yeah. I'm not either. I don't, and I don't, I don't think anybody should be first off. Those are two separate things. And I, and, uh, one is, are we back in the phantom limb as a program? And B, is there a sense there's something wrong with the direction? I am de- I think the second one is, frankly, absurd. <laughs> the <laughs> the notion that, uh, oh, it's time to turn everything around. Because as you're essentially a 50-50 game, I think even S&P Plus had a 51-49 Georgia. Like, it just could have gone in any direction. Because it was a well-played game between two really good teams. And that's what happens uh, sometimes. Uh, so I certainly, I think if you're like, oh my gosh, we have to make some big change or some larger direction, that's that's stupid. Um, I do think that the fact that it's Alabama uh, does make it a little, I agree that like, the Phantom Limb part comes with, I agree that you're not losing to some jabroni, jabroni, but if you lost to a jabroni, you could rationalize it to yourself. Oh, they were just off today or things went wrong or it was their current year. Losing to Alabama, it just brings up memories, right? It brings up memories. It, it should not make anyone feel worried about the program. It's just, you know, it just sucks to lose to Alabama. It sucks to lose to Alabama for a team that uh, particularly, you know, uh, with the way... It's weird to say this because uh, we'll get into Florida State because uh, Florida State certainly has more. Uh, I th- I would argue more right to be much more right to be lamenting right now than Georgia does uh, with with how the playoff thing turned out. But it really did require a whole bunch of things happening for Georgia losing this game to keep them out of the playoff. Like a lot of different things had to happen, starting from with uh, you know with uh, Texas. Barely beating Alabama all the way to the crazy play in the Iron Bowl, all the way to. Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought up the Iron Bowl. Yeah, play. yeah, so yeah. Let's say Alabama doesn't hit that. Do you think FSU is in in front of Georgia? Do you think Georgia's in? I you talk about it, something that be, some people would be angry at. That's a conversation, right? I I think Georgia would be in. I think yeah, yeah, I do. The, I I look. I have I said it. I said it last night. The committee had a very simple answer to this um, you put in an undefeated power conference program you you i mean I, I, put it this way is with the exception of one game is michigan's schedule any different than florida states i mean i don't think it is not one game's more but if like quorum had broken his leg would we and and they played Iowa with our third string quarterback, would we be feeling differently? And I understand, look, I, before you come at me, and I'm not mean you, people come at me with the, well, four best, four best. Yeah, that's not really, if they if they wanted to say, if they want to say four best, they would say Georgia would be fifth, FSU would be sixth then, right? If that's, if that's how you want to look at that. And that's fine. I understand that. But I, I and I, look, I'm, I'm not 
mad Alabama got in. I'm surprised, uh, but I'm, I, you know, I, I don't, and I don't, everybody's like, well, they didn't have a choice. Yeah, they, they definitely had a choice. You know, you, Florida, I mean, I'm sorry, my Alabama lost to Texas and that's, you have an undefeated power conference team that won their, their conference and you have a team that lost a game that won their conference. And you can say, well, that, that's how much more they respect the SEC than FSU. I mean, that ACC, fine. I, I guess we can live in that world. Um, now, having said all of that, the one thing that, and I agree with you about the game, uh, matter of fact, Bill Connolly's number said that Georgia was 51%. It was Georgia 51%. Let's, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game before we get into too much stuff, because I I, I, th- I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Alabama Alabama was a 49%. Point. It, was a, it was an adjusted point total in the neighborhood of a point or two. If you think about the major high leverage points in this game, a missed field goal, and I'm not blaming at all blaming Peyton Woodring for that because it was a heck of a kick from a long distance. Uh, and then you turn around. Also, and, after, after a penalty, they pushed him five yards back. And a penalty, pushed him five yards back. And then you fumble the ball inside your own 15-yard line. I When when Georgia held them to three points there, I turned to look to my friend, Jim, who was, I was like, we're going to win this game. Uh, I didn't text all that because it was like, eh, but I, I was like, okay. That showed me something. Yeah. Uh, and and the reality is, and I don't want to try to litigate the fourth down pass too much because I've rewatched it a couple of times. I think there was not enough there to overturn it regardless of how they called on the field. Let's leave it at that. Had they called it incomplete, I think they would have left it incomplete. Had they called it complete, I think mm-hmm. they left it, obviously left it complete because they didn't go back and review it. Um, so having said that, Alabama made two fewer mistakes than Georgia did. If you want to talk about why did we go into a run first mode for nearly two quarters? That's a good question. Um, but I don't, I'm not exactly without having to go back and look at the game one more time to break all that down. I, there were times where I, I think Alabama was doing a good job of confusing coverage or confusing backward coverages. That's fine. That happens. Um, if you had told me that we would keep Jalen Milrow down to about 50% passing and hold him to about 40 yards of rushing. Um, I would have been like, okay, I can live with that. Um, you follow the ball inside your own 15 yard line in, in a high leverage situation on top of missing a field goal. And also your defense uh, struggles with run at bad times. That's how you lose a three-point game to a very, 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 very good team when you also are a very, very, very good team. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, honestly, like that's that's how you do it, right? Like you, this is how you lose this game. Is Alabama's really good and Georgia's really good, and it went up right against one the next one another, and uh, Georgia made two mistakes that cost them a total of six points. I don't think it's the misfield. I mean, the misfield goal just barely missed. It almost missed like it was five yards too far back. Like there was a penalty right beforehand that pushed them five. Like I think he hits that if if, if that penalty doesn't happen. This has a better chance of hitting that. So those three points there, and then the fumble, which, as you point out, uh, I think we all thought they were going to score a touchdown on that play. And the fact that they sell them the three was a good sign. It was still three points, and they lost by three points. That's the way it works when you have two really good teams that are really well coached, uh, running up against each other in a very high uh, stress, high important environment. Uh, Little mistakes cost you, and that's what happens. They were little mistakes. They weren't massive mistakes. They weren't. They were. And like, and listen, if Alabama loses this game, they probably talk about the punt return that gets that gets back back across. Like that's a mistake that they made to let Georgia back in the game. 
Like there are little tiny mistakes in a game like this when things are when things are this tight that happen and you lose. The notion that Georgia needs to change anything or that Alabama did something unusually special in this game is to me like they lost it. Like this was this was just a game between two very good, very well evenly matched teams that Georgia made one too many mistakes or two too many mistakes, and they lost by three points. That stinks and that's frustrating. Uh, but it doesn't mean like it doesn't it doesn't mean a that anything's wrong with the program. But you know what? It also doesn't mean that that oh well the eye test says that Georgia should be in the playoff because they I'm sorry they shouldn't. Like I would love to I'd love to be I mean, I, listen. I watched the selection show. I didn't think Georgia was going to get in. But you know you still maybe you know maybe if they if they were going to go full troll with the whole thing, uh, go ahead and do so. Um, but you know I it is frustrating that they didn't. I, that's kind of going back to what I said earlier about the idea of all these little things that went wrong. And another one of those little things going wrong is it's the year before they expanded the playoff because yeah. they would be, they would easily, not only would they be the playoff, we'd be hosting a game at Sanford in a week and a half. And, and we would, we'd be hosting a game against Tulane uh, or, or, uh, or, or, well, right now it's Liberty. Uh, it, it, right now it's Mississippi. That's in that slot, but I have a yeah. feeling I don't think there's any doubt because they also have Penn State Ohio State matched up. They would have they would flip those somehow. They would probably make those so Penn State's coming to Athens and Mississippi is going to uh Columbus. But you know, it's I agree with you because we had that conversation after we got back to the yeah. car when traffic got done. Is you know, hey, a year from now, we're we're planning we're planning a tailgate and th- and trying to trying to like hope we get one of the Saturday games instead of the Friday night game. Um so, yeah, it it sucks. I mean, I do want to talk for a, uh, just a brief minute about the um about the a little bit on Carson Beck's play, um because I've seen already seen some of that is Carson leaving a go, and um and there's zero doubt he did not have he didn't have the kind of game we see him have. I don't know whether he lost confidence in himself or Bobo lost confidence in him. Or whether they were doing just that good a job in shutting down everything, but I felt like we abandoned the, the pass at times. I, put it this way: as good a game as Bobo had against Mississippi, um, it, it felt like he struggled a little bit. Now, by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not saying Bobo calls us this game. Unlike the jackholes that sat behind me, who <laughs> complained and use uh, pretty rough language about every single play that didn't go for 25 yards. Um, but, you know, it's Alabama's a good football team. Georgia played them within three points playing their B-minus game where Alabama played an A-minus game. I don't like it. I'll take it, right? I mean, because I think if you play that game nine more times, Georgia wins, Georgia wins six. Georgia goes six, right? Uh, or, or five and five, you know, in that's that's what happens when you get to the when you get to the playoff stage. You're up against good, really good football teams, and Georgia. Had, I think part of this 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 like the striking part of it for Georgia fans is we've won these games. Keep in mind the last playoff game we won we won sixty five to seven, <laughs> and you know we we are in that very stadium. We were a missed field goal away from not making the championship game last year. So I think we should just calm down. By no means is that this is not. I don't think this is the Dabo moment in 17 where looking back, it was a mountaintop. Um, I still think Georgia has a ton of upside. Um, and while I'm bummed, we're not in the playoff. 
I am really excited about what is next. I am too. And listen, I, I just, I don't, I personally just don't understand. Because I, I, I would, I talked about how big the stakes were of this game as much as anyone, and I'm as disappointed as much as anyone. I think it's, I think this one is going to hurt for a while. I don't, I, I think it should. I think it's okay that it does. The notion that there's something wrong <laughs> is is pretty crazy to me. The notion that like it's a bummer. And listen, like again, talk about all the different things that that could have changed or could have gone wrong. If George is a four seed, there is literally no reasonable human being or even unreasonable human being if georgia would have stuck into the fourth playoff spot would be saying oh my gosh kirby's got to change stuff they've they, the time's passed alabama owns them like no one would be saying that because it wouldn't make any sense we're just frustrated because we thought they were we, the whole season we thought that georgia was going to make the playoff and then in one afternoon they're not and i think that is that is frustrating but the idea that there's something wrong I, it's insane that's absolutely insane i'm sorry it's completely insane i agree it is Insane is exactly right. The exactly right way of putting it. It's insane. Um, okay, let's uh, talk ad before we talk about everything else. Yeah, so we do appreciate uh, Ryan Strickland, uh, the Strickland Firm, and the StricklandFirm.com, 1-844-GA-JUSTICE. Ryan Strickland has been out protecting the rights of people injured for about 20 years in his practice, uh, the last 15 on his own. Uh, we appreciate Ryan's support of the Wait and Since Last Saturday podcast this season. If you're injured, reach out to Ryan Strickland at the StricklandFirm.com. So I will say, uh, you know, I know everybody's freaking out and understandably so um, about uh, about the playoff. Um, I personally, I have to say, I think uh, I think Florida, I think Florida State should have been in, and I think that uh, I, I I thought the whole point of uh, one of the major points of having a playoff system is there wouldn't be an undefeated team that never got a chance to play for a playoff championship. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was one of the whole points of the whole deal. So it strikes me as crazy. I also think there's intellectual inconsistency uh, with the idea that like, I'll put it this way. One thing that, that Bill Hancock needs to not be saying is um, think about how, uh, which, uh, uh, which team would you rather face? Like that's different than the than what you're ranking, right? Like this is not that's prognostication when you're supposed to be saying either best to deserve. If you're picking the best, Georgia's in, and so is Alabama. If you're picking the deserving, Florida State's in, and not Alabama isn't. Um, they they split the baby, and of course, whenever you split the baby, everybody's mad. Yeah, I think you're right, and I I mean I I was I, I was convinced that they were going to put Florida State in. But I'm not surprised that they put Alabama. Um, they, I, they look these these decisions are going to be now at the 12 and 13 spot uh, as opposed to the four and five spot, which in some way is not going to change the hue and cry because you will invariably have more teams that have a legitimate argument at 10 and two uh, than you will that at you know 12 and one. Uh, versus uh, thirteen and zero. Um, but having said that, I uh, it, it does make it does make for some compelling storylines. You know, uh, uh, Michigan now plays Alabama. Texas now plays Florida State. I'm sorry, not Florida State. That was a Florida slip. <laughs> um, you know, but in in the, um, Washington, in it's not hard to envision a Texas Alabama rematch now, right? Um, I, I think that is. I mean. And as a Georgia fan, three weeks from now, I, I'm going to care a lot less about what happened with the picks, and I'm going to care a lot less about whatever 
I'm going to want Georgia to beat FSU. Um, and we'll have time to talk about the game, but it's not hard to figure out which one's probably going to be a little more motivated. Um, I am going to take the next week or so and just really appreciate the run we've been on for 29 games. We've been first in the nation 25 weeks. Um, the last time we lost a game, by the way, that game was not any, it was closer than the score indicated, but it by no means was as close as this game was. You know, we turn around two weeks later and they beat Alabama in a game again that was not as close as the score indicated, but still was a win. Um, and that's the last time we, we, that's the last time we felt this way. Two years ago, Will, yeah. two years ago, Georgia fans, it's the golden days. It hurts and it sucks. And I understand why it hurts and it sucks, but it's been two years. You know what? The great Amanda Mole put it last night. The best way I can put it is like, you win some every two years, we lose one. And I can live in that world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can I. I. I'm okay with that world. And, uh, and anyway, it's a bummer. Like, it's, it's okay to like, I, 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 I think, I think it's, I mean, it's, it stinks, man. Like I, that was, I, if they won, do you think if they won last night, they're playing Florida state? If Georgia won last night. Yeah. If Georgia would have won last night, do you think they're playing Florida state? Or do you think they're playing Texas? I think Georgia is playing Washington, honestly. Um, and, and, and let me, let me tell you, I probably, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't think Florida state's in. Right, because I think right, right. They made their decision. Right, there are th- two spots ahead of them. Right, right. Because then you have Georgia one, Michigan two, and it's not hard to put in. It's not hard to put in a one loss Texas and uh, an undefeated Washington over uh, a Florida State team whose best win is against the team that that the team Texas beat pretty well. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Uh, and. So yeah, some of the stinks, you know, it stinks. It's a bummer. I think we all thought it was going to happen, and it just it it's it that false sense of that sense of security uh, that we got with all the wins. It was just it snuck up on us because of a lot of circumstances that frankly were out of Georgia's control. I mean, let's not. I'll put it this way: uh, if there was going to be a year where Georgia went undefeated but lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game, I'm glad it was this year and not two years ago. I don't know. I'll put it that way. Like, imagine, yeah. imagine how crushed we'd have been if that game would have cost us the playoff two years ago. Can you imagine? Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I mean, that would have been awful. <laughs> so, uh, thank goodness. Like, listen, it stinks. It stinks, and it's not entirely in Georgia's control. Uh, and it's a bummer. And I think I here's a question for you: If Georgia right now, uh, maybe there's a, a, a odds book that does this. Do you think George would be favored over every team that uh, uh, they played in the in this in the playoffs right now? Right now, if they played them, yes, probably. I mean, I think I think the Alabama game. I think Alabama would be a push. Maybe Michigan would be slightly favored, a, a point and a half. But yes, absolutely, Texas and absolutely Washington. Yeah, so I mean, I that to, and by the fact, like, I'm not saying that to make the argument that Georgia should be in. I'm saying it to maybe point out that everyone can like, I don't know, Georgia's like really good. They're going to be really good for a while. And <laughs> this is going to be fine. It's all going the right direction. It just sucks. It just sucks. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes things suck and it doesn't mean that someone has wronged you <laughs> or, or something is unfair or someone needs to be punished. I'll put it that way. And, no, I definitely uh, and so um, we're going to have time because uh, the bowl game has been announced to be December 30th. Uh, in uh, it's the Orange Bowl against Florida State, which I will say is decidedly more compelling than them playing Louisville. 
Yes, agreed. Uh, to say the very least, uh, that is a more compelling matchup. So we'll have a we'll do a preview show uh, before then. We'll might do a more uh, kind of a talk through our feelings episode at some point, particularly if we get some idea. Because I mean, Beck will probably have to announce pretty soon. I think that's the real first big offseason question, right? Is Beck coming back? And, yeah, it's, you know Brock is. We know we know Bowers definitely is, right? Yeah, and, uh, Bowers is gone. Yeah, yeah, Bowers is gone, and. Uh, but back to me is the big question because I think that cho- that adds it's it's there's just a lot of dominoes that will a lot of things will filter out depending on what Beck's decision is, and I will say I'm not a scout, but I th- if you read all the things that people were talking about, uh, all the prof- the NFL quarterback scouts were saying they were like, yeah, he's just a step below, but man, if he keeps this going and like finishes really really strong and looks great and they win another national championship, he could totally rock it up. Well, that's not going to happen. So, uh, so like, you know, it doesn't mean he's not going to move, but like, I think you could make a compelling argument if you, uh, for car for two Carson Beck that he should come back. I think you yeah. could make a very compelling argument. And in that case, I think obviously Georgia would want him back. And I think it would make a lot of sense. I think would even provide some clarification for people, uh, uh, in both short and long-term. I would say, but we'll have to wait on that to happen. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait on that. And then we'll have like a little preview show for the orange ball and we can all just kind of mourn a little bit. The vibe of the same was good. It, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I was in Columbus, I was on Columbus on Friday night. I was on Columbus on Friday night. And uh, uh, these are the people that I, uh, most of these people, we, we, you know, we still talk to a lot of Alexis friends in Columbus, and we always talk about the, the 17, uh, uh, SC championship game, how we were, cause we all met, we all met them beforehand, met afterwards. It was this great night when they beat Auburn. And I was like, awesome. Oh, to see you there. And literally none of them were going, <laughs> none of them were going. Uh, I, I, uh, I, and, and I'm, I think obviously there were a lot of Georgia fans. It's in Atlanta, SC championship game. There were definitely more Alabama fans. And I was on the Alabama side. I, I think so. So yeah, I, I, being on the Alabama side, I, I'm interested you said that because when it came for time to light up, there were a ton of lights. There were, there were. I mean, it wasn't like 70 30. I just felt like it was more Georgia fans. Of course, in the middle of the Georgia section, it's easier to say that. Um, I didn't see, but maybe two or three Alabama fans on the Georgia side. But, you know, I I, I can be wrong about that. It, I would say it was, if I, if I were to give a percentage, I would say it was 53 47. And that's uh, more to the point. It's the first time I've been in an SEC championship game where, the, where it did not actively feel like there were obviously more Georgia fans there. Yeah, I think that that, that, that's that's really the question I was asking. It's like, yeah. it, so it was not, it wasn't significantly skewed to Georgia fans. There were yeah, more which it has been in every other one. I would right. say that's, that's right. probably so, so whatever percentage that you want to put on it, maybe it's 50, 50, maybe it's even 51, 49 Georgia or something, but it wasn't 60, 40, 70, 30, like it has been essentially at every other one. Right. Right. That makes and, sense. And so, uh, but it was good. And I think that, you know, I think that, uh, the crowd, the crowd was hot, the crowd was hot, but you know, I think that, um, you know, as it got going, you know, in a little ways, it felt a little bit like the championship game two years ago in that Georgia got off to a big, quick, fast start. And you're like, oh, are they just going to run away with this? And then they didn't. <laughs> and, and it changed the vibe of, of the whole thing. And I think that uh, um, it felt like it never felt like Georgia was struggling or was obviously inferior, but it also never felt that they, like they were form- firmly in control at any point. And uh, they weren't because they lost. <laughs> so, so, um, but I thought the vibe was good. It was fun. Uh, we had a good time. I was with Jonathan Gans, his crew. Uh, they brought the tailgate inside, even though it turned out to not be raining. <laughs> turned out to not get any rain yesterday. But it was a good vibe. Uh, but 
I, you know, it did contribute. I think I, I even watching the Pac-12 championship game on Friday night, it did further contribute to end of college football as we know it kind of vibe of the whole weekend and that next year, the SC championship game will be cool, but it will not be like this. It will not have the stakes like this. Even if it's Georgia, Alabama again, it won't have the stakes like this. And maybe that's okay. Right? Like maybe that's all right. That Georgia doesn't have to be perfect every single way. The rest of the way they can go ahead and lose. And it's fine. But uh, it, it did feel like a different, like this, it did. It does feel like this will be the last time the SC championship games like this for a while. Yeah, I think that's right because again, it, the the outcome of this game, um, this out, outcome of this game next year is essentially um, it, who are we hosting next week? And um, you know, the it ended up being a decent day for tailgating. Um, it never rained, so we had a great time out among the um, out among the people. Um, so we, uh, you know, it's been a fun season. It's been a good season i'm i am i'm disappointed that we are not in the playoffs but i really would like to wind up with a win over florida state because that will kind of quiet down some of uh some of the to go out if you go out and put a big win on florida state especially if you have two or three guys um two or three guys opt out that um that will that will that will change the narrative a little bit about what the committee did yeah, it'd be and, and listen, I think Florida State, they may have their backup by then. It might not be a third string quarterback by then. We'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh Georgia's gonna be favored. I think we can all say that. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, well, we will talk before then, Tony. Uh been a fun year. What a run, man. Like seriously, what a freaking run. Uh um, I don't know how I don't know how you any no fan base could possibly ask for anymore. <laughs> and so I find it hard. It's disappointing and it stinks. But I mean, come on, man. Like this is this has been incredible. It has been. And uh enjoy the heck out of it. Look forward to talking to you. Do our we'll do a wrap-up. Uh we won't quite do a feelings episode until after the orange bowl, but we will do a little wrap-up and probably something to kick us off for bowl season. I want to remind our listeners that I will set up a bowl pick and pool uh here in um here in the next uh week or so. Um and I I think it's uh I think it's worth noting. Congratulating, not for nothing, not for nothing, won the season long pool. Oh, good. Um, and uh, will you? I think you had a decent final week and ended up somewhere in the top 25, if I recall. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it. For leading all three of us. So uh, that is uh, that is a, a great, uh, is a great, I'm sorry, 18th. Well, that's a way yeah. to get out. Uh, William F. F. Leach is the goat. William Leach is the goat. Did not finish aside you. Um, and my daughter, my daughter, um, who missed the Friday night games, and that calls her dearly. She went from second to sixth. Oh, okay. Well, didn't get him in until in time. So uh, K Dubs sitting there at sixth. We appreciate everybody that played this year. Like I said, I will set up a bull pick them, and we'll get together and talk about that a little bit. Uh, there'll be a week or two off. So. Enjoyed it, Will. Thanks, man. Um, of course, of course. We will chat very soon. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening to us. We'll 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 be we'll be doing some feelings and some preview. And uh, until then, until then, the streak is over, but this does not change. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. And thanks so much for listening the entire season. And since we started this podcast, uh, what a season the dogs have had. An undefeated regular season and a heartbreaking loss. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I think I'm conditioned to get over these a lot better. I am extremely disappointed, but, you know, you can't win them all. You can only win 29 in a row and then lose one and then maybe win, I don't know, 
20 sounds good. That's a good number to strive for next time. But uh, we'll be back with an Orange Bowl preview show sometime probably after Christmas. So until then, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and uh, put your arm around a, a fellow bulldog. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to right now after I get off this uh, podcast episode. But, uh, but by all means, go dogs. We'll see you on campus sometime very soon. Love y'all. Take care.